But for the next few moments, it's my honor to be with you today. It's always an honor for me to speak God's word to to my church family, and uh, I cherish this moment, trust me. But it's good to be here on this special day, and and I have to to mention this uh, because this is a very, very special day. Some of you know that if you follow me on Facebook, but today, Anna and I celebrate 23 years of marriage. All right, isn't that good? Awesome. Yeah. She's so incredibly lucky. I'm, let me tell you. Now, I say that all the time, but listen, I know I'm married up, so I'm very thankful for her and her, her in my life. Um, she's, uh, I love her today more than I did when I married her, so God's been good to us. Uh, but it's good to be here with you and continuing. Actually, we're going to continue the conversation of connecting together. This is a conversation that we began at the beginning of the year, and we want to bring it back because we believe it's so so important to really kind of begin to close out this year by talking about what the conversation has really been about since January 1st. But it's really a conversation that goes throughout, really through forever, because it's talking about the body of Christ. Now, this summer, our family, we, we grew. We added an addition to our family, and we, we grew. And this, we, this, this summer, we purchased, we bought a new puppy, his name is Neymar. In fact, I have a picture of him up there on the screen. I know you're saying that. I know you're just, oh, that's so cute. But let me finish the story first, okay? We, we call him Neymar. Neymar, if you're, we're a soccer fan, so Neymar's a soccer player, so that's what we named our dog. And Neymar is no longer called Neymar anymore. He is called the Death Star. Because the Death Star was designed to be a planet killer. And he is killing the planet from my backyard out. He looks cute and he looks cuddly. I know that. I'm not going to look at it because then I'm going to go, oh, and I'm going to forget everything I just said. But he is just destroying it. I mean, he's no longer called Neymar. It's just no, 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 no. But you know, one of the cool things that this dog has done, it's brought us together as a family to do something together. Something that I've noticed as a parent growing as my kids are getting older my son is 15, Yasmin is 13, and as they're getting older and their, their schedules are growing and they're not wanting to be with mom and dad all the time as they used to maybe a few years ago, this has just been one thing that we have been able to do together. And here's what I've discovered that I think that I want us to rediscover today, maybe for some of you. When you connect together for one purpose, you can do something pretty amazing. When you connect together with a team of people, with a group of people, you can do something amazing. So we started this year by introducing our theme, which is connecting together. And why? Because God promises that if you'll do it his way, that every time you have to face a struggle or go through something, you will not have to face it alone. That you'll be able to overcome things like fatigue and fear and frustration and failure. That if you'll do it the way, the way he talks about it, that you'll be able to handle these moments and replace them with hope. It's the concept, though, of connecting together. It doesn't happen by yourself. Now, in America, we idolize, we idolize independence. I mean, we have the Declaration of Independence. We love to sing songs like, it's, it's a, a, I, I've got to be me or I'll do it my way. And so many people have bought into the myth that if I, if I can be, uh, just, just do everything by myself, if I can just handle everything and be self-sufficient, I don't need anybody else. And yet, every year, suicide is on the rise. Clearly, 
being self-sufficient and being alone does not work. That's why we need to connect together. That we need, it says that we, God's, God's saying the key to happiness is not, it's not independence, but it's interdependence. That we need to connect with one another. We need community in our lives, and that's why we're here. Because God wired you to go through life not as a self-sufficient individual, but as a connected individual. If you have your Bibles, open up to Romans chapter 12, and I'm going to invite you, whether you're using an app or you're using your, your, your Bible like I have up here on, on the platform, just keep it open because I'm going to be referencing quite a lot of scriptures. And if you have our app, I encourage you, go to the app, download that. Maybe throughout this week, you can just rehear- kind of go back through these scriptures that I'm going to be using, using today. But in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, it says this, since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. God says that we need each other. That means that connecting is not optional. You may not feel it. You may like, may feel like I'm very self-sufficient, that I don't need other people in my life. But the truth is you absolutely need to have others in your life. If you're going to be all that God wants you to be, you cannot fulfill God's purposes in your life all by yourself. There's just, there's just no way There's no way that you can be all that God wants you to be, do what all that God wants you to do, fulfill the purposes that God places in your life if you do it by yourself. And here's the amazing thing about that. The reality is when you do and you connect to the purpose that God has called you to do, to connect to, nine times out of ten, it has to do with other people because that's his plan. He desires for us to connect together with the body of Christ. So this morning, I want to talk about reasons why we need to stay connected. And I want to take it from a very personal standpoint, why I need to be connected to the body of Christ. First of all, I need others. I need others to walk with me. I need others to walk with me. What does that mean? It means I need others to walk with me and help me grow spiritually. Just because you see me on a platform and one of your pastors, that, there, that is something that, that I have been called to. And I, I need to, I want to, and I need to be the example to the people that I, that I help pastor. But can I tell you, I as a pastor still need people to walk with me in my life. God never intended for me to just because I come to church and I stand on a platform and preach that I've got it all together. Let me tell you, I don't. I need people to walk with me. Colossians 2 verse 6 says this, just as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Do you know that when you look at the Bible, it constantly talks about our, our spiritual life is a walk? Because it really is a journey. It's a journey. In fact, you look, through the New Test- you look through the New Testament, we're told to walk in wisdom. We're told to walk in love. We're told to walk in the light. We're told to walk in the Spirit, to walk in obedience, to walk as Jesus walked. Why? Because it is a journey. We are on a journey. We were never meant to journey in our life alone spiritually. That was never God's intention for us. God never intended for us to walk all by ourselves. And we have many married couples and singles in the church who are desperately lonely. Just because you get married doesn't mean that you're going to, that's going to meet that need. There may be some people that are here that are desperately lonely, that whether they're married or single, you need to, you need to be connected to the body of Christ. You need someone to walk with you. This week as I was studying, I found a Zambian uh, proverb and it says this, when you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. 
Can I tell you, you need people to influence you, to walk with you in your, in your walk with Christ. There's so many things when we wa- allow people to walk with us that we can learn from others. One of the things that's very important that you learn when you walk with others is you learn how to get along with other people. Now, let me say something that I need all of us to hear, self-included. If God can live with them, we, if God can live in them, we can live with them. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes there's a person, that person in our life, that when they walk into the room, we do just God grace. Right now, Lord, I just need your grace. Just buckets of grace, God. Just throw me in the pool of grace, God. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But if God can live in them, we can live with them because we need one another. But one of the things that we learn is that if, if, we, if we don't learn, if we go isolated in life and we never let people get close to us, we never learn how to cooperate with people. And what a valuable lesson. When you don't learn how to cooperate with people, it's going to affect not just your relationships with family or friends, but it's going to affect your relationships in, in, in work with people. And you wonder why you clash. You, maybe you just never learned. You, you grew up isolated, and now you're not, you don't know how to cooperate with other people. That's not what God's plan is. In fact, it's, it's one of the greatest lessons. Now, let's go back to the very beginning of time when God created all of this. Now, I'll be honest with you, when I began to think about this, it really, it really just put it, took me to a whole new dimension about relationships. When you go back to the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 18, God's created this beautiful place, and he's created man, and here is what God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Now, think about that. The very first thing that God said after he created Adam He looked down at this perfect environment. He looked down at the Garden of Eden. He looked at this amazing place, and yet God said it was not good. Now, just humor me, okay? Adam probably was having a great old time. I mean, he had the whole place to himself. He didn't have to share the remote with anybody. He could take off his socks and just chunk them, and nobody would tell him anything. He didn't have a honeydew list, and yet God said it wasn't good enough. And then Eve is created, and she comes on the scene. Now, I don't know about you, but this is just what I think, that Adam, the moment he laid eyes on Eve, he became totally helpless. He probably saw her the way I, when I first saw my wife, I said, the search is over. Thank you, Lord. You are a good God. And that's exactly what Adam probably said. Why? Because he realized, he realized he needed relationship. You see, it's not that God did not have relationship with Adam. He did. But while Adam was on this earth, he said it wasn't good until there was a relationship that was able to be formed. What does that say to us as the body of Christ? That we need to have relationships. We need to be connected in the body of Christ. Hebrews chapter 10 Verse 25 says this, let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, let us encourage one another. He says you were created for community, and I want you to encourage one another by meeting together. And it's not what we're doing right now. Encourage What he's talking about, it's not what we're doing in this very moment, at this very minute, at 1155. This is not what he's talking about. Now, this is important. 
We need to come together on a weekly basis on Sunday and even on our midweek service. Come together as the body of Christ. Have a time of worship. Listen to the word of God from Pastor Jim. But here's what he's saying. Beyond the four walls of this church, my question is anybody walking with you? Are you connecting with the body of Christ? You need to have people that will come alongside you and get together with people to encourage you because connecting is God's answer to loneliness. Connecting together is God's answer because we need a place where we can come together and we can practice love. And this is exactly what the world needs. We need a place where we can show love to one another. And the Bible's very specific about this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I'm going to be reading from the message translation, and here's what it says. When you gather, each one of you be prepared with something useful for all. Sing a hymn, teach a lesson, tell a story, lead a prayer, provide an insight. Take your turn with one another, taking up with, with, not, with no one person taking over. That way, you will learn from each other. Can I tell you, this can only happen when we connect together. When we connect together as the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16 says this, As each part does its work, it helps the other parts grow. So Christ's whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And that's what God desires for your life. That's what he wants for all of us. He wants us to be healthy and to be full of love and to grow. Because the reality is healthy things, if you, obviously, if you nurture things healthy, they are going to grow healthy. Same thing with our spiritual life. If you allow those spiritual things to begin to, to impact your life, if they're healthy by being connected to the body of Christ, not just coming to church on Sunday, if this is all that you're relying on, and I'll go further to say, if all you're relying on for your spiritual growth is just getting involved in a ministry, that's not enough. In fact, if your outer ministry is greater than what you're doing on the inside, you're doing too much. Can I tell you, you cannot just rely on that. You need to rely on what you're doing every single day beyond the four walls of this church, beyond the ministry that you may have been involved in this weekend. Are you connecting together and are you allowing people to walk with you? Because again, connecting is God's answer to loneliness. If you're still with me, say amen. amen. Number two, I also need others to work with me. I need others to work with me. You know, the Bible says that God put you on this earth for a certain work that only you can do, that every single person in this place this morning, you have something to offer the body of Christ that he specifically gave each and every one of you. Here's what it says in, uh, in Ephesians 2.10, God made, made us to do good works, which he planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. Before you were even born, God decided the talents that he was going to give you. Before you were even born, the, before the natural abilities, he, was go, he gave you the, something specific to add to the body of Christ. And when you discover that and you allow God to cultivate that in yourself and you begin to use that to help other people, can I tell you, you are doing ministry. You may not be, have the pastor of a, you may not have the title pastor, but when you do what God has called you to do and you help others, you use the gift that God has given you, you are absolutely doing ministry because God, I need others to work with me. I need others to use what God has given them to impact my life. 
It also says in Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, written by the wisest man that ever lived, he says this, two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. Now, you might say, well, wow, that's not some great revelation, Pastor Mark. That makes total sense. But can I tell you, I think many of us, self-included, in life make it harder than it needs to be by trying to do it on our own or thinking we're all that. We don't allow people to walk with us or work with us. We kind of, maybe pride gets in the way and we forget just the basics. We forget the basics. But there's all kinds of benefits when we work together. You know, individually, I can't make a big difference in this world, but together, can I tell you, we can make a significant difference. What a great, great testimony of even as we prepare for our one day to feed the world offering in November. Last year, we, we gave, of an, you gave, uh, we gave as a church over $93,000 in one offering. Can I tell you, that was not one or two people, that was collectively together. Because when we do things together, we can do something significant. The Bible says this in, um, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, that every time we get a chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. The community of faith is your church family. Wherever it is that you find yourself, when you're with your life group, when you get together with the body of Christ outside of this building, that is a community of faith. And I need people to walk with me in life. And I need people to be my community of faith. And when we look at the example of Jesus, he had 12 people that he hung around with. And he was really close to three. I think we can learn something from that. That the community of faith that we allow ourselves to walk with, are they going to be there to speak into our lives, to work with us? Because we all absolutely, we absolutely need that. Number three, I need others to watch out for me in life. I tell you, I need people watching my back. I have friends right now that, that I can call at any moment when I need someone to just stand in the gap. I hope you do. I'm talking about people who will defend me, who will stand up for me, who will protect me when I need it, who will help me when I might be the only Spurs fan in another city and I'm wearing my Spurs jersey that will just jump in and I'll just say, go get them and I'll go get help, you know, and I'll run away. I need people that are going to defend me. We all need that. Philippians 2 verse 4 says this. Look out for one another's interests, not just for your own. Not just for your own. That's what's great about being a part of the body of Christ. If we will do that, if we will have somebody that is watching out for us. Have you ever driven into a neighborhood and you'll see that sign and it's usually a blue sign, and it has neighborhood watch. Immediately, what do you think of when you see that? You recognize, one, you're in a community, and two, that is telling me that they're watching out for everybody else. They're watching out, but what are they watching out for? The reality is they're watching out for everybody's stuff. My question to you and I, do you have somebody that's watching out for your soul? Do you have somebody in your life right now that loves you enough, that loves you enough to put that friendship on the line to tell you when you're doing wrong, to tell you when you're completely off the beaten path. Do you have that person in your life? In fact, that's my definition of true friendship. A true friendship is when somebody is willing to put that friendship on the line to tell you when you're doing wrong. Do you have that person in your life? 
Is there someone, do you have someone in your life that I'm not going to leave you during this moment? Let me support you during this time. Let me encourage you in your spiritual walk with the Lord. Because the reality is, every single one of us in this place, we all have blind spots. And we need other people that are going to defend us and help us when we don't see the things that we are walking into. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. It says keep being concerned, not being, not just one time, not just when you show up for life group, not when you just come together in church, but keep being concerned. Then Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12 continues to say this, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. What a great picture of what a life group is really all about. That is a picture of a life group, of watching out for one another. Connecting, to see, connecting together is God's answer to defeat. Connecting together is God's answer to defeat. When you're going through that moment where maybe you're just not thinking straight, you just need someone to kind of just take the chancla off and just kind of beat you up a little bit, just get you back on track. We need those people in our lives. Because here's what it says in Ecclesiastes 4 verse 10. If one person falls... Another can reach out and help. But people who are alone, when they fall, are in real trouble. It's powerful. If you fall spiritually and you're all by yourself, can I tell you that is a, just a clear picture of destruction. And that's not what God wants for your life. That's why we're bringing this conversation back, connecting together. In fact, this Wednesday, I'm going to kind of continue this conversation and talking about the value of friendships. And I'm going to talk about three types of friends that each and every one of us need to have in our lives. But we need to be connected to the body of Christ. We need to be connected to the body of Christ. The last thing I want to share with you, we're going to be dismissed in just a few moments if you'll just stay with me, church. Number, the fourth thing is I need others to wait with me and weep with me. To wait and weep. I'm talking about wait Maybe when those, the day that I'm going to receive some horrible news. The day that maybe something's going to happen in my life that I'm going to be able to have somebody that's just going to wait with me during that time. When maybe all hell's about to break loose for whatever reason, maybe in a relationship or physically or sickness, I want somebody here. Because it's in that dark hour that many of us have been in the tough times of life that I'm sure many of you have prayed like I have prayed I have wanted Jesus. I wish Jesus could just, just open up the skies and just come out from heaven and go through the atmosphere and go, through, go through, the, through the clouds and come right down and sit down with me so I can just hold on to Jesus during some of my dark moments in life. And I wish I would pray that I could physically just see the scars on his hand so I can know that it is him. And that's probably some of our prayers, that we really want him to physically be right there. But can I tell you, he is. When the body of Christ weeps with you and waits with you and steps in in your dire moment, can I tell you, that is Christ right there. That's what we need. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3.8 that you should be like one big family full of sympathy toward each other. And then here's God's plan in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If one member suffers, all suffer together. Because connecting is God's answer to despair. Connecting is God's answer to despair. You were never meant to weep or wait through a tough time by yourself. 
you absolutely need the body of Christ. You need someone to come alongside when there is a celebration, when there's a promotion, when your son or daughter graduates from high school or college, and then we get together and party and have a good time. That's awesome. But you also need someone on the other end that's going to be there when you're waiting for some tough news. And they may not be able to tell you the right words, but just the fact that they are there being Christ in the flesh, being the body of Christ in your moment, that's what's needed. Because God never intended for you to journey alone. The last verse I share is 1 Thessalonians 5. It says, encourage each other and strengthen one another. That's exactly what connecting together means. To encourage and to, inst- to strengthen one another. You know, this, wow, this past hurricane season and still even today has just been just rough. It's probably like we haven't seen in, in a long, long time. And as we began to see the, the uh, hur- especially Hurricane Harvey, since it's hit so close to home for many of us, as we began to see that storm come ashore, we began to see it being lived out right in front of us through news. We just saw the devastation. We saw this devastation that hit these homes and these families. And I think what got to me when I would see this on the news as a pastor, when I would hear people, when they would interview people that were just, you could see it in their face, they're just completely spent, exhausted. They've been crying, they're hurt. And then they say these words, we've lost everything. But it was also, there was something amazing out of this, this horrible storm. As we began to see this storm unpacking as it went on, and there was still the flooding going on in Houston, the destruction in Rockport and those coastal towns, something amazing began to happen. In fact, I asked the guys from our our team here to put a video together for me, and I want you to watch this, but I want you to see the people that are helping, but I want you to specifically listen to some of the things that some of these people say. Please direct your attention to the screen. Hurricane Harvey is bearing down on the Gulf Coast of Texas tonight with all the markings of a major disaster. We're going to be dealing with immense, really record-setting flooding. We are talking about life-threatening, critical situations. 200,000 people are without power. That's been a real shock and some hard times for people here in Rockport. We are seeing so many selfless acts. So many people still come in here with these boats. They are using these boats. They are bringing them from all across the country to help people. We're a little different down here in the Republic of Texas. We look after each other and we take care of our own. And I've never seen so much love in a place in my life as I've seen here. And uh, I just thank God for the opportunity to do something for You know, it's pretty incredible what we saw, the way, way people responded, wasn't it? I don't know about you, but that blessed me. That one picture where it shows all the trucks with all their boats just lined up for miles. Wow, it's a powerful, powerful picture. Did you learn, did you hear some of the things that they said, selfless acts? I like the guy that said, you know, we're different down here in Texas. Yeah, but he didn't say it like that. He kind of said like, yeah, we're different down here in Texas. Yes, sir. Love it. If you're not from Texas, you need to understand we're pretty proud of our state, so. But it it isn't amazing. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we can clap about that. Absolutely. 
But here's what I love about it. Even in the midst of the most horrible thing that had happened, you know what I saw? That there's still good in man. Even with what happened last week in Las Vegas, that just, just breaks my heart. When I see what man can, can do, on, when I see when, how we respond as a, when this hurricane came through, I believe there's still good in man. That there is still people that are saying, we take care of our own. This is an opportunity for me to do something. And here's what I think that even more than ever before as a body of Christ, that we as a church, I, as Mark Molina, not the title of a pastor, but as Mark Molina should be leading the way in this world, making sure that we're connecting together. That we're letting people know that we care about you. We're letting people know we want to walk with you, that we want to work with you. We're going to tell you when you're getting off the beaten path, but we're also going to be there to weep with you, to wait with you. That's what it means to be connected together in the body of Christ. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. In just a moment, I want to pray with you, and we're going to be dismissed. But here's what the altar call is for you. Just as we saw in It's Still Happening Today, people that gave self selflessly they gave of themselves many of them gave their time probably their finances as many of you many of you did for when we received that offering to help with the relief effort my admonishment to you as a pastor one of your pastors is that you would leave this place and that you would ask yourself am i truly connected and then when you answer that then you take your two feet and take the next step I'm not talking about a leap. I'm not talking about trying to jump 50 yards. Just take a next step. Maybe it means calling somebody. Maybe it just means inquiring about a small group. But just do something to get connected with the body of Christ. Don't be just hearers of the word today, but be what? Doers. Go do something with it. And can I tell you, that's truly my heart's desire for you today. Father, I love you today. God, I thank you for your people that are here, dear Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you personally, Lord, because, God, you've, you've sent so many people in my life to work with me, to speak into me, to weep with me, God, to wait with me, to work with me in different seasons, dear Lord, that I've gone through. And I thank you for that, God. God, I pray for those that are maybe walking in this life and they maybe they're isolated, Lord. God, give them the encouragement that they need to take that step to get connected. God, I pray, dear Lord, as we leave this place, Father, God, that the community of faith, dear Lord, would not just be contained to this building, but Lord, that we would, we would do our best to connect with each other beyond this, this church building. Whether through a life group at work, with other people, whether they come to our church or not, God, that we would connect with the body of Christ so that we can grow closer to you and grow closer to one another so that we can have strength from one another to continue to do all that you have called us to do. So my prayer for every family, for every single God that's in this place today, for every teenager that's here today, God, I pray, Father, if they are find themselves in, a, in themselves in a season where they're feeling lonely, God, they're not connected. God, I pray that they would take the necessary steps this week to get connected to the body of Christ. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to come together to worship together and to experience your love together. And as we, until we meet each other again, God, go with us and stay with us. 
In Jesus' precious name I pray. And everyone said amen and amen. Come on, would you just give the Lord a praise? Clap offering before we're dismissed. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you guys. Go in the love of Jesus.